good, baby, yeah, it's time to go. Come and kick it with the host with the most mojo. Got the number one daily podcast in the game. MC Matty Pace, I came to entertain. Your one-stop shop for everything dope. Make you laugh, make you think, and I'll even give you hope. So while you're laid back with your phone in your palm, subscribe and log on, MattyMoShow.com. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Matty Pace coming at you live from the Matty Mo Show, the host, the most mojo, kicking off episode 1188, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, episode 1188, where I have a nice little slice of something great. But if this is, however, your first time tuning into the Matty Mo Show, thank you for lending me your ears and attention. Second off, hop into the iTunes podcast section where you can subscribe to the Matty Mo Show and have every episode up there for free listening download. But without any further ado, it is my distinct honor and pleasure to deliver straight to you episode 1188, the one where I have a nice little slice of something great. Why? Because it is none other than Sunye Inspirations. That's right. Hello and welcome to the number one way to end your day and your week while we kick it off fresh with yet another iconic edition of Sunye Inspirations Best, where as always, I have some positive, inspiring, impacting, and empowering feel-good news stories that you will not hear anywhere else. I guarantee it. Now, all the stories that you hear for tonight's Epicast are brought to you by goodnewsnetwork.org, so be sure to go on and check them out, and if you'd like to visit one of the three stories that you do hear, I have taken the liberty to attach each individual link under a brief story description on my latest blog post at mattymoshow.com, but without any further ado, let's jump into the first story of the night now, shall we? Now, this first story is one of appreciation, love, and compassion when one former house cook who took care of a whole bunch of boys gets paid back tenfold in a way she could never imagine. In this one entitled, Returning the Love, Frat Brothers Pay Off Mortgage for Their House Cook 30 Years Later, published by Judy Cole, April 15th, 2021. A house is where people live, but a home is where people are loved. Sometimes the bonds of family have no relation to biology. That's why when a group of fraternity brothers learned their second mom needed help to retire, she didn't even need to ask. Jesse Hamilton worked as a cook at the Phi Gamma Delta fraternity house, affectionately known as Fiji, on the campus of Louisiana State University from 1982 to 1996. Though the single mom had three kids of her own, she treated the young men in her care like surrogate sons, listening to their worries, offering counsel, and even driving them to doctor's appointments or ferrying them to the grocery store on occasion. I enjoyed doing it. They loved my cooking, Hamilton told the Washington Post. I was always there to talk things through with them. They'd come in the kitchen and sit on top of the counter and tell me their problems. Andrew Fuziotti, who's now 52 years old, was a Fiji brother in the late 1980s. She was truly like a mother to us, he told the Post. She treated us like we were her own kids. She was always looking out for us. After leaving LSU, Hamilton found herself juggling several jobs to keep her afloat financially. It was nothing new. She'd been caught in that cycle since the age of 14. But yearning for a home of her own, in 2006, at age 60, Hamilton took out a 30-year mortgage for the house she hoped to someday retire in. Over the years, Hamilton stayed in touch with several of the fraternity brothers, among them Fuziotti, who now owns a car dealership in Mobile, Alabama. At the onset of the pandemic, 
pandemic, Fujiati gave Hamilton a check-in call to see how she was faring. During the conversation, he was dismayed to learn she was still working multiple jobs and that retirement wasn't an option in her foreseeable future. Not doing something to rectify the situation wasn't an option for him. Fujiati reached out to Hamilton's family to find out how high he'd have to set a monetary goal, then started tag-teaming his frat brothers for financial donations to pay off her mortgage and give her a nice little cushion as well. With contributions averaging between $600 to $1,000 from about 91 alumni, all told, Fujiati's drive raised $51,765. Just a few days prior to her 74th birthday, the boys of Fiji officially declared April 3rd Jesse Hamilton Day, celebrating the event with a catered party that included the presentation of two giant checks, one for $45,000 to pay off the mortgage and another $6,675 check just for Hamilton, topped off with commemorative t-shirts and koozies, plus a whole lot of love and warm memories. Now Hamilton is finally able to hand in her notice once and for all. As Fujiati and the other young men whose lives Hamilton touched can tell you, sometimes guardian angels turn up in unlikely places, including the fraternity kitchen, where you'll find them dolling out generous helpings of fried chicken, red beans, and comfort that goes way beyond comfort food. She is the type of person that inspires me. People that don't have a lot but give a lot, Fujiyashi told the advocate. She's the most giving person you've ever met. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. The first and phenomenal story off the rip, man. I will tell you what. Shout out to everybody involved in making that woman's dreams turn to reality as I know a lot of people out there suffer from financial problems, but that woman right there should not have to worry after not only serving these boys in such a great orderly fashion, but in a way that was out of love, care, and tenderness, and that was definitely returned tenfold, as I said in the intro. So there you have it. Now, it is time for our next story, and this one is one that'll leave you in awe as one man's life was saved in a way that you could never imagine. So get ready to find out how in this article entitled, Falconry Saves Man from Life of Crime, Now He Helps Birds and At-Risk Youth Take Flight. Published by Andy Corbley, April 14th, 2021. In spending his 20s dealing drugs in Southeast Washington, D.C. during the crack pandemic, Rodney Stotts would be the last person one would imagine as being interested in falconry. The ancient sport of capturing juvenile raptors and helping them survive to adulthood when they can take care of themselves, falconry mirrors his own experiences on the street and it informs Stotts' mission to help at-risk youth in low economic areas avoid the kind of life that nearly ruined his own. His Nonprofit Rodney's Raptors helps kids in various institutions, schools, and who take Rodney's own falconry program to open their minds to the possibilities of what life can offer. As holder of a master falconry license, Rodney is permitted to capture juvenile birds of prey, including falcons, hawks, eagles, ospreys, and owls, and raise them in captivity, as well as to rehabilitate avians that get injured by collisions with power lines, buildings, and other 
other modern obstacles and birds that fall from their nests as fledglings. Part of this is because being a bird of prey is dangerous and juveniles often die before they reach maturity. Perhaps the power of seeing a hawk or falcon come at a whistle and land on Stott's glove affects the kids in his program only as much as seeing that it's Stott's holding the glove in the first place who told WUSA9 that he is one of only 30 black falconers in the whole of the United States, 320 million strong population. After landing in jail for five months during his drug dealing years, Stotts knew that a person can only be described by his mistakes if he keeps on making them, and therefore he had to change. In need of a pay stub to seal the deal on an apartment rental, Stotts took a job at the Earth Conservation Corps ECC, which at the time was working to clean up the Anacostia River. It was through the ECC that Stotts first fell in love with animals, including raptors, since the group's founder was a fat falconer himself. The first time I held a bird, period, it took me somewhere else, Dots, who was the subject of a documentary called The Falconer, told Christian Science Monitor. As I was changing from working with the birds and everything and seeing myself change, I could go back to doing anything else. Now he is the caretaker for four Harris Hawks and one red-tailed hawk on a seven-acre farmhouse in Charlotte Courthouse, Virginia, where each bird lives in its own 512 cubic feet avian and where he also keeps horses. The location is accessible for schools making trips and two separate nearby institutions, the New Beginnings Youth Development Center, a youth rehabilitation facility, and Capital Guardian Youth Challenge Academy, a military school for at-risk students in Washington high schools. The raptors we have are all non-releasable birds, meaning they can never hunt. So if you look at a young person who's locked up and whose basically future is determined because of of a few mistakes that they made early on, you start looking at it like a bird, Stott said to WUSA9, they're injured for life, just like the youth. His own falconry program teaches kids how to work and care for the birds, and upon its completion, they receive a certificate of qualification for entry-level vet skills, a potentially powerful motivator, and one which may help set them on the path towards a career in nature. The world needs people like Rodney Stotts who break molds, boundaries and show people that there's no predetermined path for anyone so there you have it ladies and gentlemen a very powerful story right there for you especially one coming from a man who was raised in a lot of scrutiny and a lot of hardship who found his way through a beautiful path if you ask me now this last story is one that'll sound like it is made up but rest assured it did happen and is absolutely amazing just like our previous one so get ready to hear how one man's actions saved a newborn and added more love in his heart and household in our final story entitled they found a baby on the subway now he's their adopted son published by judy cole april 13th 2021 when it comes to where babies come from, some tales of impending parenthood can be pretty far-fetched. Babies delivered via stork, tots turning up under cabbage leaves, infants arriving on the subway. But as hard as it may be to believe, that last one is actually true, at least in part. In August of 2000, Danny Stewart was rushing to make dinner date with his partner Pete Mercurio and was running late when he spied a suspicious bundle on a New York City subway platform. 
Thinking at first that it was just a doll, Stuart hurried on until something caught his eye. The doll wasn't a doll at all. It was a baby boy, a newborn, when the remnants of an umbilical cord still attached. While cell phone technology wasn't new a couple of decades ago, it still wasn't ubiquitous back then. So Stuart was forced to seek out a payphone on the street to alert the police of his find. After going back to check on the baby, he made a second trip to the phone to alert his partner. Mercurio was out the door in a flash, arriving just moments after the cops had taken the baby into their custody. I remember turning to Danny and saying to him on the sidewalk as the police car was driving away, you know you're going to be connected to that baby in some way for the rest of your life, Mercurio recalled to the BBC. Danny was like, what do you mean? I said, well, eventually this child is going to learn of the night he was found and he may want to find the person who discovered him. Maybe there's a way that we can find out where he ends up and send a birthday gift every year on this date. Stuart and Mercurio were both in their early 30s and neither had any plans to start a family at that point, but fate had other ideas. While they didn't know it yet, the abandoned baby was soon to become a permanent fixture in their lives. In December, Danny was asked to attend a hearing in family court to offer testimony on how he'd first found the infant. At the end of the procedure, the judge shocked him by asking if he'd be interested in adopting the little boy. He shocked himself and Mercurio by saying yes. It was a decision that initially caused major dissension in their relationship. The couple admits the situation almost broke them up, but eventually Mercurio found himself committed to bringing home the baby as well. In addition to having the authority to speed up the adoption process, Mercurio believes the judge also showed keen insight that day. She said that all babies need a connection to somebody. And so when Danny was testifying in the courtroom about finding the baby, in her mind his most famous serious question in the world was to Danny, so why not just ask him, Mercurio told the BBC. It was almost as simple as that. She saw a connection that was already made and had a hunch that it would be the right connection. The baby boy, whom the couple named Kevin in honor of a stillborn sibling Mercurio's parents lost when he was a child, was given into the care just prior to the Christmas holidays. Now 20, he's been with them ever since. In 2011, when gay marriage became legal in New York, it was Kevin who asked if the judge responsible for his adoption might be willing to perform his parents' wedding ceremony. She was only too happy to officiate. While traditionally the vows come before a baby, even when a baby comes before the vows and was found on a New York City subway platform to boot, as Kevin and his two dads can tell you, the true meaning of family isn't bound by convention, it's defined by love. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, our third and final story of the night, and I, to me, man, that one was absolutely phenomenal. I mean, it's a true fairy tale story, as you could never imagine finding a baby on the subway and going into the subway and then coming out just to find out that what you thought was a doll was an actual baby. You know what I'm saying? I mean, to still have the remnants of an umbilical cord and things like that, man, it is very sad to see that the natural born mother and father were not around and just left the baby abandoned, but as everything works out in faith, man, it can tell you by this story anyways that it was definitely the way things should have worked out to be, and I am so happy to hear of the results of everything that that judge did as well for the family involved. So there you have it, man, a beautiful third and final story of the night on an absolute 
absolute incredible show. I hope you all enjoyed it, man. But now I would like to share with you this week's quote of the day sponsored by the goodnewsnetwork.org, which is, there is no glory in star or blossom till looked upon by a loving eye. There is no fragrance in April breezes till breathed with joy as they wander by. And that was said by William Cullen Bryant, but the show isn't quite over yet. So stick around because that final thought is coming at you live in three, two, one, let's get it. You never know what life is going to throw at you or how you're going to feel in those unpredictable moments. The important thing to remember is that you're here now and the present is the only thing that truly matters. Though you may get tested, pushed, and question a lot of what's in this life, how you handle things will determine the outcome and where you end up. Never let anyone dictate your future for you're the only one that can determine that. You've got this. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so there you have it. Another phenomenal day and week in the books man i hope y'all enjoyed this week's sunday inspirations where as always man i enjoyed sharing with you these three amazing stories once again if you want to check out any one of the three stories that you did hear you can go up to mattymoshow.com under the latest blog entitled sunday inspirations where i provided each individual link under a brief write-up of each story that i shared with you this evening but anyways ladies and gentlemen thank you as always for stopping by and rocking out with me and make sure you check back in with me tomorrow night for a nice little Monday epic cast where as always I'll be bringing you that heat to kick off your week but as for right now this is Maddie Pace coming at you live from the Maddie Mo Show the host the most mojo saying one life one love I'm out